Hello, everyone. Welcome to Game Junk Prototype, episode number 73, recording on August 12th. And my name is Sean. My name is Andrew. And And I'm Alex. Sorry, I didn't know if you wanted me to say hi. (laughs) You can definitely say hi. So uh, Frank is not here, as you can see. Uh, He's away on vacation, you know, just partying up at the cottage. You know what he does. So I had to take control back. This is the way Game Junk Prototype was always meant to be. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. But uh, we do have a special guest we'd like to welcome back to the show because you have been on Game Junk before, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex from Pixel Knots, owner slash manager slash game dev slash many other things, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, a little bit of everything. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, awesome to have you back on the show. And obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about Rocket Rumble, which is your new game just uh, launched in early access, like what, last week or the week before? Yeah, it was 10 days ago. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be talking about that. But also, um, there there was some gaming news to talk about, a couple of press events. We have the ID at Xbox Twitch Showcase which was actually pretty long. Uh, a lot of stuff was discussed there. So we're going to try and cover uh, the big things, at least. And then there was a Nintendo uh, Indie World showcase as well. So we'll we'll get to that, as well as some stuff, uh, whatever we've been playing recently. So lots of stuff to get into here. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so Pixel Knots, I mean, obviously, uh, Frank and Andrew have have done work for for you guys and um you know lots of other folks that we know from you know silicon nights and other places we've worked so uh it's it's awesome that you know you guys are still keeping it real and uh putting out your own original stuff um so how's it been going i mean like i'm kind of curious we were just just before the show talking a little bit about the covid situation Uh, i mean i'm sure that affected you guys just as much as everyone else yeah it's been uh it's been crazy but hey thanks for having me on uh to start yeah it's been uh it's been a little bit so i'm always happy to be on here can't fill in frank's shoes but you know do it. <laughs> uh, no one can no one can no one can god no <laughs> um yeah no we've been good we uh we turned uh pixelots turned 10 years old last year last wow November, that's so. awesome yeah i don't know how it's crazy it's been a decade. <laughs> um, I feel I haven't done anything in 10 years, um, even though I think we we counted it up. I think we did like 30 something projects in that time or something ridiculous. Not like our own, but like, you know, we, we work with a lot of other devs and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, we've been good. It's been actually a really, really kick ass like year and a half for us. I know COVID sucks and everything, but like business wise, it's actually been pretty great um we ended up getting funding for rocket rumble pc through ontario creates and um we're able to bring on some people and then keep you know keep the people we had uh going um and uh yeah it's been really cool just to kind of be able to focus on this one game we haven't really done too much contract work over the last year that's like really dried up over covid i think a lot of people have been kind of hunkering down and trying not to spend too much money obviously so we did a little bit of work on love um rocket ship parks game um and uh we helped with a couple other projects but very very like minor stuff um we did actually get to work with dennis a little bit last year too if you guys want to talk about that but 
we just kind of tinkered a little. Not, nothing <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, you guys should have him on here. That'd be, that'd be wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, he'd do it. Yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah, no, we we've been good. Just working on Rocket Rumble for uh, a little over a year now. We started in uh, maybe like February um, of last year. We got the idea in a hot tub in LA, and it kinda just, <laughs> just kind of happened. After wow, that. that I mean, that's you want to talk rock, rock star gamer game developers here. <laughs> I, I can mean, tell that's... you a story. It's pretty pretty silly, actually. If you guys do want to hear about it, but <laughs> let's hear it. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we were working <laughs> on a contract um, for this other uh, dev. Um, I guess they're not even devs. They uh, they run a Putin social media outreach outreach channel. They're called Putin Nation. Their goal is to bring Putin to the world um, and ensure it as a Canadian. Um, okay, we're on because it's <laughs> we're on board with this. What an yeah, honorable cool. endeavor. So apparently poutine isn't our like national dish. I don't know if we, I don't know if Canada has an official national dish, but their goal is to try and make it like a, the official Canadian approved, you know, Trudeau stamped. I don't, I don't know. That's the, <laughs> okay. The stuff. Anyways. So long story short on their front, they, they wanted um, an app or a game made. So we kind of did a demo with them. I can't really talk about that because it's, it's whatever their stuff and the aid. Um, but we ended up flying down to LA with them to meet with some people. Um, and so we were all hanging out in this rooftop hot tub of this uh, Airbnb, which is wild. Um, and um, the person that we met with was actually from uh, Intellivision. Um, we met with uh, Tommy Tellerico. Um, nice. And we were kind of chatting with him a little bit. And he he's like from, I guess, I don't know if he's, I think his wife is from St. Catharines, which is crazy. Really? So, yeah. So we got to like, and he spent like a lot of time here. So he was like asking about like Beachwood Donuts and the merch and stuff and asking if it's all still kicking. So we had this like weird kind of chat about it. And um, he, uh, I guess he hadn't heard or I don't know if he actually played Lost Orbit, but he's like, oh, that game would be kind of cool on in television. I'm like, oh, well, it's, it's pretty bloody. So I don't know because it's supposed to be like a family console, right? So um. But anyways, we kind of sat in the, the, the hot tub and we're like, hey, we should pitch Tommy a multiplayer version of Lost Orbit that's kind of like, because their their whole ecosystem is all multiplayer based and and all that kind of jazz. So we kind of got the idea to do that, to pitch to them. Um, we ended up not getting any like funding or anything through them, but um, we ended up taking that idea and making a little prototype out of it and then pitching it to Ontario Crates. And then we got the money to do that. And then... Uh, so it kind of started as a project we didn't even really necessarily want to make. We kind of wanted to make it for Tommy and Amico specifically. Uh, but then we ended up getting funding for it, and then they didn't want anything to do with it. So we're like, oh, we might as well just make it, I guess. Or because we have to, because once we get a, you know, once you get a grant, you're kind of stuck with your your idea kind of thing, right? Um, yeah, so that was kind of a weird thing where we kind of flew down there to meet with Tommy, and then we ended up coming up with this weird idea and and here we are so it's been so weird. that's pretty cool so why don't you uh i don't think you've actually talked about what it is why don't you give the elevator pitch of what Rock oh yeah that's is. a good call yeah okay so <laughs> that's probably a good idea um so rocket rumble is a one to four player um racing brawler as we kind of like to call it so it's like a mash of mario kart meets smash brothers that's kind of what we like to, to kind of call it so um 
So you play with up to four people uh, locally or online um, with Steam friends or just random people. Um, and it's kind of like a three quarters top down racer, but you all play on the same screen. So you don't all, it's not split screen. You don't get your own screen. Even if you're playing solo, it's all on one screen. And the idea is that while you're racing, uh, you can knock people off the track, but you could also knock them off screen. So if you are faster or hit them with items, if they fall behind, kind of like Smash Brothers, where you can, you know, um, like smash them off screen kind of thing. Um, or so what happens, like micro machines, the classic like micro, micro machines. machines. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty classic micro <laughs> machines too. Um, so if you do get thrown off screen, you actually don't die instantly. You get thrown back on screen until your health depletes. And even if you die at that point, you respawn at every checkpoint. So it's kind of meant to be this like really hectic uh, points-based um Yeah, we don't even like calling it a racing game because like the racing aspect isn't really like that important because it doesn't matter who really comes in first in the sense of like racing it's you're kind of fighting for little checkpoints uh, for kills for um, that kind of stuff so um, that's kind of the quick elevator pitch right now um, you play as um, right now one of four animals uh, strapped in rocket suits um, and uh, just with like a ton of cost customizations too so you can be like a, a corgi a bird a pig or um, what I miss a cat right now. Uh, we have four other characters coming out soon too. And then um, you get to unlock like a crap ton of weird and, and awesome customizations. So, um, you know, sombreros and eggs and weird stuff. Yeah, we have an egg hat. Somebody requested, so now we have eggs. Um, <laughs> we should make a Game Junk one, actually. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of the the, the shtick of the game, and uh, we launched in early access last week. So we have uh, three levels in early access right now, four characters, and like a bunch of customizations. Um, the game is kind of being run like a Rocket League type situation, where there's seasons, uh, you do missions, you get achievements, you unlock items, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then with each season, we'll add new uh, levels, characters, game modes. Um, you know, and always like tons of customizations for events and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's kind of, um, I don't know, it's kind of akin a little bit to like uh, Fall Guys in the sense of like decorating your character and, and progressing through that kind of thing. Um, it's also a little bit like Fall Guys in the sense of it is kind of hectic and, and wild and it's supposed to be a little goofy and, and um, I don't know, like sloppy. I don't know if you guys played Fall Guys. It's like a super sloppy game. Like you can't, it's really hard yeah. to be like good at Fall Guys, right? Yeah. Um, and we're not quite that like messy, but we're, you know, it's supposed to be that kind of thing that if you get in a four player game, it's just kind of chaos. And, you know, um, again, uh, really meant to be like a party game. That's kind of where, where we're coming at it from. So I think that's it. For yeah. Now. yeah. <laughs> I, I must say, so I've, I've played it a couple of times and I must say the brawling aspect of it is really fun. It's, it's surprisingly, actually surprisingly uh, fun. I, I didn't expect it to be quite so enjoyable. And then, but yeah, once you realize it's not really a racing game, that's where the game really thrives. Once you once you just embrace the brawling aspect and using the the upgrades or whatever you call them to sort of attack uh, the other characters, that's where the game really shines. And it is fun. And I like um, how the checkpoints are, are fairly short. So, you know, if you get knocked out, you don't have to wait too long to get back in. And the races themselves are what, maybe like two to three minutes long tops? Yeah, I think like three minutes at the most. Yeah, we're trying to Yeah, yeah. So, short. I mean, you have like, it's kind of like this quick, almost like round based 
battle racer thing. It's like it's kind of it's like really fun and and uh, yeah, I I really enjoy it. And I, I can't wait to see kind of how you guys improve it along the way through early access and and what you add to it. Yeah, it's gone through a, a bit so far. We did a couple betas and and demos and stuff like that, and uh, it's much like much better than it was. And we still have like a ton of stuff that we want to get through. And and we're finding a lot of really good feedback. That's kind of why we wanted to, <clears throat> excuse me, um, launch an early access as well. There's only like, we can't afford like crazy QA, you know, or, or, or play testing kind of thing. And with us, like we just don't, you know, we, we just don't play it the same way other people will, right? So we wanted to put on early access and and get people to give us that kind of feedback. And, and that way we can watch them break the game and, and, you know, figure out, you know, what to, uh, what to fix, what people don't understand. And, you know, it's always hard. I mean, you guys all made games like it's, it's, we know how to play it and we know what things do, but trying to communicate all that stuff to people is, is hard. Right. So, um, no, we're finding early access, like super useful for that already, even just like a weekend, you know? Yeah, that's cool. Like, I mean, I'm always curious, you know, the decisions behind, doing the early access thing. And I, I think certain games, it makes a ton of sense. And something like this, you could, you know, like you said, it's you don't know how people are going to play it and you're kind of tweaking and and it's really just about trying to, like, optimize the, f- the fun factor, I assume, right? So it's, yeah. there's kind yeah, of a, sure. a subjective element there that you're not going to tell until people are really playing it. But... Um, yeah, that's that's really cool. I mean, are you guys uh so it's on just Steam right now, right? And then Yeah, just Steam, yeah. Is there a plan for like beyond that, like consoles and stuff like that or That that's our goal right now. We're we're looking to get some extra funding and I mean if if early access does really well, then we'll, we'll you know, we'll have funding from that, but we're looking at other grants and investors and stuff like that and we're trying to get a publisher and stuff too. Um but yeah, our goal is to ship on everything next year. Um and so one of the things being an indie dev, nobody really wants to take a risk on you. So part of going into early access is also proving the game out to a publisher. You know, if we could be in here for, for you know, six to eight months or, or whatever, and we could be like, hey, we have X amount of people playing or, or wish lists or whatever, um, it'll be a lot easier to lure in uh, a publisher or, or, you know, somebody to... Um, take the game on or even press you know like somebody like IGN is not going to cover your game if nobody is playing it right but like Among Us for instance obviously that's like a crazy you know big thing that exploded but nobody cared about that game right it was out for like a year and a half um, before anybody even played it and then you know IGN and everybody else is just like posting about it like crazy right but they never do it so part of our our early access plan is to kind of get some numbers um for press and for publishers um and also to like really narrow down our target market for for advertising and stuff too right like we're learning a lot of you know similar types of games that people like and and our our real like approach to what it is like what we're trying to market and and that like explanation of the game right to really like push hey it's not a racing game it's a party game it's you know what can we do to to make people understand that better right so that that's a big big part of why we're doing the early access thing right yeah makes sense i think it fits perfectly with early access actually to tell you the truth because it's it's a good way to balance the game it's also a good way to test that marketing uh that you're talking about and also just you know fix all the bugs that you would you guys would never find 
Yeah, no, and people are like super nice during early access too so far. I mean, I'm sure if we got a big enough community, there'd be people that would, you know, be upset. But um, so far, like any of the streamers or any of the like, you know, people that are playing, like they're they're super cool. But like, hey, I found these bugs. It's not like, oh my God, I paid for this game and, you know, it's broken. <laughs> like that's the nice thing about early access where you shouldn't submit a, a, you know, pile of garbage. But if you have bugs, it's, you know, people are kind of expecting. Like I played... My wife got this game on Kickstarter called Kinseed um, like years ago. And when she first got it on Steam, they didn't have a save system in the game. Like you couldn't actually like progress. Wow. Right? And like, you know, people were like, yeah, whatever. It's early access, right? Like reset my stuff for, you know, I don't know. Oh, so it was early access though. It wasn't. It was. It was. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. okay. So, so it, it, it was, you know, there was like this. But I think that's the tricky thing, right? Is like, I think getting people on board sometimes they don't know what early access means they're like is the game finished does it even work like they're afraid to kind of jump on board with it so it's tricky to to get across that no no this game is you know it's it's working you can play it it's fun like we're just tweaking things but um yeah that um uh you guys know uh Alien Trap and those guys, they, they released uh, Cryptarch in early access like years ago when, when they were working on that. And I remember Kotaku or, or Polygon or one of them wrote this article about the game and they're like, this is what an early access title should be. It's like, it's missing content. It's not like 100% done, but when you like, you get this chunk of the game and it's awesome. Like, you know, you're, you're still getting your money's worth and you're going to get more stuff, but it's not just like a mess, right? And I remember reading that article and I was like, oh yeah, it's awesome they they did that part right so yeah definitely that's cool yeah so everybody should check it out on steam and uh you know i mean we're gonna have to have you back i guess once uh you know the official launch happens and stuff but uh yeah i mean i i haven't had a chance to play it yet i gotta try to get in on this and uh, so i could we, send you like dozens of codes if you want to give it up yeah oh that'd be cool i mean yeah. we should we should do a little uh we've done a few uh game junk plays videos i mean we should do oh, one cool. of these and uh give it a whirl but I, you you've been doing some streaming of your own as well right yeah yeah one of the things we so when we launched lost orbit um a couple years ago we, we were kind of in that old mindset where we kind of kept our cards to the chest and then we kind of like you know released the game we're trying to do things a little differently with rocket rumble and we're trying to kind of develop a community and and you know um just bring people on early into the game whether they be devs or fans or whatever so one of the things we've been trying to do is just stream our development a lot um so typically twice a week i'll do an art stream uh, one of our programmers does a programming stream, uh, which is super interesting. It sounds like it wouldn't be, <laughs> but uh, he makes it very interesting. Um, and then every Friday we do like a team stream devlog kind of thing. Just talk about you know what we've updated in the game that week, um, what things we're fixing or what what's new in the build. Um, we've been doing that for maybe, I don't know, five, six months or something like that. And it's been going pretty good. You know, we're not like Twitch superstars, um, but uh but it's been nice. We found uh, a few fans that way and, and a few people that are, you know, kind of like championing the game. Um, and then we've been able to connect with other co- other content creators too, which has been really nice. Um, and they've been kind of like helping us through some of that stuff too and, and kind of co-streaming with us. Um, we did the Steam Next Festival over the, the summer and we had one of our, 
like super streamers. Um, we have this ambassador program, which I can talk about if you guys want to, but he's like an ambassador for the game. Um, he like co-streamed with us on Steam and stuff like that too. So that was really cool. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. You know, I really like it. One of our, one of our, our programmer, uh, Mark, he has his own channel too. That's uh, quite successful. He streams like, I don't know, almost every other night or something like that. Just game, game stuff, like just playing games. But, um, I don't know. It's been nice, you know. We, we've uh, we've been able to kind of connect with the community, and um, a lot of it's like people we know so far. But we've we've you know kind of expanded and stuff like that. So we're just trying different stuff, you know. That, that's really the the key thing from the Twitch stuff is just just trying to find people, just trying to you know. There's a billion games out there, you know. Just trying to put our foot in in things that we think we can do okay, and and try and find some fans that way. Yeah, I mean, you gotta build it up over time, right? Like it's not it's it's i can only imagine how much harder it is to get noticed now and we're about to talk about like hundreds of other <laughs> indie games so uh yeah, yeah. it's it's got to be tough oh it's impossible yeah it's uh it's i mean this is why when when there is a you know nintendo showcase or, or why xbox game pass is doing well is because indie devs like that's all anybody's trying to do is just claw their way into one of these things or or on a game pass or get Sony to somehow feature them, you know, like unless you get super lucky, like a few of the devs do um, and you just happen to make something amazing and people notice it. Um, you got to find a way to, to claw your way onto these things and, you know, shake somebody to get you in, in one of these videos. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the real trick. That's my, that's going to be my job for the next few months is just begging, bootlicking, you know, doing, doing yeah. whatever I can. One of the people we're sucking up with right now is, is actually a pretty funny one, um, is uh, HP. Um, like the, like, <laughs> like Hewlett Packard. Hewlett Packard. Yeah. They, they have this, um, they have like a gaming brand of computers that they've been putting out called Omen. Um, like laptops and stuff. It's like they're like razor stuff, right? Where they you could like change colors. So they have like uh, a HP Omen gaming hub that's pre-installed on like all their machines now. Um, and it's supposed to, it's kind of like an aggregate that'll like find all your games and then you can launch all your games through there and it'll like optimize your PC. You know, like every does that, like NVIDIA has that now too. So um, anyways, they're like, they're like giving away codes of Rocket Rumble and we're like featured on their mm-hmm. banners and stuff. And I don't cool. know. They just contacted us. We're like, they're like, do you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, here's like 500 codes. Just make people play the game somehow. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Look in those boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, like, why don't we, uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to try to be frank and keep the, keep the pace moving here. But um, I mean, we do have a lot of things to talk about and I'll try to just, I don't know, mention the games that were kind of announced at each of these press conferences. And then um, if you guys have stuff to say about them, jump in. Otherwise we'll kind of go try to go through them fairly quickly because there was a lot of stuff. Um, But we'll start with the um, idea at Xbox showcase, which I I thought it was going to be a lot of stuff we had seen before. There was a few things, but I was kind of surprised how much new stuff was ended up being in there. Um, so I just I have a list I think that is on IGN here and I don't know if it's in order of how they were announced but let's just get into this. Let's do it. Um 
<clears throat> so I'll correct I'll correct you as you go. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and of course, Alex, gonna be good to get your your take as an indie developer yes. here on some of this stuff. Um, so the first thing they showed, I think, was something called Lightyear Frontier. Yeah. Which I really, I mean, based on from the trailer, couldn't really tell too much of what it was. Here it says yeah. open world farming exploration game. Yeah, with mechs. With Max, like that. yeah, that's right. That was yeah, yeah, that was the big hook. Lots of farming games coming out. Yeah. Oh yeah. It did. It did look weird. Like I couldn't really tell what it was going for, other than this is like Harvest Moon or whatever, some sort of building game with mechs. And I don't know how the mechs play into it. It wasn't clear. Not probably not the best trailer, but I mean, if you're into mechs and you're into farming games, I'm sure this would be right up your alley. Do you know how many potatoes a mech could carry? It's going to be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And it does support four-player co-op, so that's an element of the game. But it sounds like there is a story to it as well, like like a campaign. Like It's not just kind of like a sim game, but I'm not 100% sure. I did like the look of it. That's really all I can say about it. Um, Yeah. So next on the list here, we've got Stardew Valley coming to Game Pass, which I don't. Okay, that was like their big end of conference reveal. Mm-hmm. It's crazy so, how many years after Stardew's out, that's still like a big, yeah, like announcement, right? Yeah, it's game's going strong. <laughs> yeah, and I've I've never played Stardew Valley, so I'm like, okay, perfect. This will be my chance to to check it out. And I got to say, the trailer they showed, I was like, there's more to this game than I thought there was. I don't know if that's just stuff that's been added through updates over the years or what. It's pretty good. I've only played it for like, I don't know, three, 400 hours. So I'm kind of not, <laughs> not super in there. but <laughs> That's nothing. I, I, I loved Stardew. It was, it was definitely a, a huge time sink. So, Yeah, I also put in a lot of time with the kids. Kids loved it. Uh, and it was really a great game. And I, I think it coming to game pass is pretty awesome for anyone who hasn't played it yet that has game pass and it's it's really fun really fun and there's a lot of stuff to do outside of the farming stuff there's all the relationship stuff there's the dungeon kind of like digging deeper almost i wouldn't say roguelike but sort of like that dungeon crawler type yeah i didn't i didn't know there was like actual combat and stuff in the game that surprised me Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's an incredible game and that guy just seems like that's all he's going to do for the rest of his life. I mean, <laughs> he's made it, he's made enough money. He can just do whatever he wants now. And it looks like he's just going to keep pumping out Stardew Valley stuff. You'd think he would be milking it for like Stardew Valley two by now, but it sure doesn't, it seems like he's just going to keep updating Stardew Valley. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. He's going down the Skyrim route. Just <laughs> yeah. putting it out yeah, yeah. for different systems. <laughs> PlayStation six, Stardew Valley. It's on, it's on mobile. I think Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting, the Game Pass thing, it did make me think, like, there are certain games that seem like they would be perfect to just be, like, a permanent addition to Game Pass. Like, I know, obviously, first-party titles kind of have that, but I wonder if that's something that Microsoft ever thinks about or if there's ever a way to, you know, make deals with developers to be like, hey, we'd, we'd love this to be, like, permanently on Game Pass. I don't know if that's even possible, but it just seems like one of those games, like, you can play it forever, basically, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. All right. Uh, next on the list here was The Artful Escape, 
which we did talk about. Um, they showed something at the Annapurna showcase like a week or two ago. Um, this time around, though, I feel like I actually got a better idea of what the game was. Did you feel that way? Yeah, I did. And I think they... Was this the one where they focused on the actors, or was that a different one? Uh, yeah. Well, I that think, must have been something else. Well, they, they did mention, like, uh, Jason Schwartzman, Mark Strong, Carl Weathers. I think they had mentioned that before, okay. too, but, like, yeah, there's some big names. Okay. Yeah, every time I see this game, it just seems to get weirder and weirder. <laughs> and I don't really... Like, I. it looks like there is some, like, sort of, like button mash not button mash but like um what do you call those puzzles where you like god of war like quick time yeah quick time puzzles like to do things but other than that it looks like there's some sort of platforming but not really with any you know pits or anything that you'll die in it just seems like he's kind of jumping around with a guitar so i'm not really sure what the like gameplay is going to be like it seems like maybe just those quick time puzzles type things did yeah, you get a I mean, better idea? I, I seemed like just platformer to me. Like I guess, you know, okay. we were talking before, like it's it's thematically it's a music game, but is there like a rhythm element? And it does not seem like there is. But mm-hmm. um but obviously like the story's like a factor too. Like it looks like there's a lot of dialogue and um just narrative stuff as well. Yeah, it seems like some sort of like adventure game music puzzle game hybrid type thing. Yeah, it looks like a mushroom trip. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very yeah, like I think th- that's pretty much what they're going for. Very colorful. A lot I, of art. I thought the visuals looked cool, and and it's coming to Game yeah. Pass, which I don't think they had announced previously. Mm. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, okay, Sam and Max Save the World remastered. Uh, this, I mean, I, this was out, I think, on the Switch and PC already, um, but now it's just coming to Xbox. Not on Game Pass, as far as I know, um, but yeah, not. I don't have too much to say about it. I mean, I, I I had the. I think this was like one of the first Telltale games, right? I think I actually bought it like on a CD-ROM at one I think point. So, I think so I did too. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Yeah, but uh, the words of Frank not moving the needle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it was on Game Pass, I might actually fire it up, but. Uh, you know, not in any hurry to yeah. play it again. I'm pretty burnt out on Telltale games or point and clicks. So, yeah, I mean, unless they're doing something new with within that genre, it's it's a little, it's, you know. I thought I was hoping the VR Sam and Max was going to be something new and fresh, and it, I don't know, didn't really do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, Ollie Ollie World. This has been shown before, I think. Um, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, just kind of like open world, uh, cartoony skateboarding game. I'm, I'm interested. I mean, uh, I did play yeah. the previous Ollie Ollie games. They were pretty good. Yeah. I think in this uh, one they were featuring the character creator, which I don't know if they had mentioned before. But I mean, I don't know. I'm not really that big into character creators that much, so wasn't really a big selling feature for me. I also haven't really played the other Ollie Ollie World or other Ollie 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 games. So 
They should uh, just keep adding ollies every time they make a new yeah, sequel. Yeah, they should have. <laughs> they should probably be more clear. <laughs> uh, okay, we have Eon Drive. This one was like a bit of a featured, you know, they had a pretty long segment with the developers, and then I, they announced that there was a demo out on Xbox as well. I don't recall if this one, I don't think I've seen this one before, but it's hard to yeah, say. I don't recall seeing it either. Mm-hmm. But it looked kind of cool, I thought. I mean, it's it did remind me a little bit of um, Scourgebringer. Like, it's not a roguelike, but just mm. in the movement and stuff. Like, it seems like it's a sort of action platformer game, but it's speed running is kind of the focus. So, like, trying to get across the level as fast as possible. And they have this sort of teleportation thing that looked kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, when they were first showing the, like... I guess motion graphics or whatever you call it. I thought it was really cool. And then they went to the actual gameplay and it looked quite different. I thought, cause they were talking about like, um, like neon something, so, like some sort of, I can't remember the city they were talking about. They're they such Neo Barcelona. Like, uh, Neo Barcelona. Yeah. And it was like really interesting art style. And then the gameplay looked very different than that. I thought, um, so I, it didn't really match what they had shown before and the gameplay looked yeah like you were saying pretty similar to Scourgebringer or some sort almost like kind of like a faster Celeste kind of style um and yeah the co-op aspect uh could be neat but overall I wasn't uh super uh, interested in this one I don't I don't know exactly why but uh just didn't didn't really uh, move me I don't remember this game at all. <laughs> yeah, it, it does say here it's cyber. It's a cyberpunk landscape, but I mean, I don't. Yeah, I didn't really get that vibe yeah. by the art style myself. But it's tough because, like, if you're pulling in all those words and then you're showing this like motion graphic thing at the beginning, and then the gameplay doesn't really match that, especially when at the last showcase there was that game that just blew everyone away. Do you remember that game? That was like full 3D, but it was like a 2D on a 2D plane. Oh, the last night? No, it wasn't the last night. But similar that game's style. still not out. <laughs> yeah, it was the. Yeah. It, yeah, it was the Xbox one that they showed at mm-hmm. E3, right? Uh, yeah, I, remember, I already, yeah. I already forgot what it's called, but. <laughs> yeah, but it had similar like dynamic light, like all this incredible like dynamic lighting, like that looked cyberpunk to me, uh, and then. They showed this, and it kind of just like uh, looked like a pretty typical, you know, two D uh, pixel art platformer kind of thing, and I didn't really get that sort of like cyberpunk vibe from it. But I don't know, maybe I'm just being hypercritical. I'm not sure. Yeah, I I did download the demo, so I, mm-hmm. I at least uh, took that step, but <laughs> haven't played it yet. Uh, next up, Paparazzi. Frank says he loves photography games where you take pictures of wildlife so uh i mean this my is... first note my first note is frank must be losing it right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> it's a great great concept like they they knew um they knew animal or uh, pokemon snap was coming out and i think it's only i mean it's only available on nintendo so they're just like people want a pokemon snap somewhere else and people love dogs it's a brilliant idea mm-hmm. it's Those like guys, uh like, 
kind of like Nintendogs back in the day. Yeah. It's like bringing that back a little bit. Those guys just, they, they know what they're doing. They got the, the sexy sword game that just came out and Boyfriend Dungeon, right? And Oh, just, Kit Fox they, made this yeah, one yeah. too? I think, oh, they published, I, I think they published this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they're, they're publishing games now. I'm pretty sure Kit Fox published Paparazzi. Huh. Right. Huh. I think they just have an eye for nonsense people like and they, they know what they're doing <laughs> yeah same like boyfriend i think boyfriend dungeon was like the top selling game on steam when it came oh, out yesterday for like a little I bit wouldn't like, i wouldn't be surprised just that cinematic of the the sexy sword turning into more sexy people yeah so, yeah done <laughs> just that that dude with the eight pack oh, you know yeah. on, on the cover everyone's loving that <laughs> yeah but it is weird though there is a kind of like this subgenre now of like these photography games uh I, I don't really know what else there is to them i mean in this case you know you can actually interact with the dogs and stuff so that's where the nintendogs kind of thing comes in a little bit but uh this one's coming to game pass as well so uh next up origami 2 kind of already have seen this and um talked about it a bit but you know, I, I think it looks kind of cool. I never played the first one, but I'll definitely check it out on Game Pass when it hits. I think it's been on my wish list for like 40 years on Steam. I just, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, it's 99 cents. I'm like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've got games like that on my list. Yeah, where I'm like. It's not the worst. You're like, eh, still don't want it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how, what is it going to take yeah. for me to actually click buy on this thing? But Even if it's free, I probably... <laughs> wouldn't get it nothing against origami is there's just so many games yeah i think they did announce though that it's coming september 7th 17th which is fairly soon like one oh, month that's away cool. yep yeah uh next on the list this one i'm kind of excited about evil genius 2 world domination so this is a sequel to like a pc i think it was only on pc before game that came out like I don't know. I want to say it was like 10 years ago, maybe more, maybe 20 oh, really? even. I don't, I don't remember how old the original was, but I did play the original game and the concept is really cool. You're basically like a bond villain kind of thing and you're building your evil lair. So it's kind of like a sim strategy game where you're building your lair and placing traps to try and kill the, the spy that's going to come in and try to infiltrate your lair. Pretty, pretty good idea yeah i like that um, yeah so the this part two has been out i think on steam for like a year now or something i feel like it didn't get amazing reviews i haven't really been paying too close attention but it's coming to game pass so i will definitely <laughs> give it a poke it's all that matters <laughs> yeah i had never heard of it or the first one i thought it looked almost like a tower defense game but I really liked uh, the art style and kind of like the comedy that seemed to be uh, in the trailer. I don't know if that will uh, be in the game, but at least in the trailer, I thought they really captured kind of like the comedic aspects uh, that these like evil uh, evil geniuses kind of bring to the game. I'm kind of interested. Yeah, I think it looks fun. Uh, Library of Ruina. This uh, launched yesterday, I think, on Game Pass. And uh, don't 
totally understand what it is. It's a library battle simulation, and it's the kind of seems like another one of these card games. But I don't, I don't know. Did you guys get a better handle on this one than me? Not really. No. It looked almost like a, they were showing like visual visual novel type aspects yeah. at the beginning, and then it transitioned into this like pixel art card battler thing. Yeah. It was yeah, very. Uh, it was like a very abrupt tonal very shift. Very jarring. Yeah. From yeah, from this like very anime style visual novel to then this like rough pixel art battler, and I I couldn't figure out how the two related in any way, and it was very strange. I will agree, and the whole library aspect of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, not explained. I'm I'm kind <laughs> of intrigued just because like you're literally having librarians fight each other like i mean that's <laughs> that's unique i will give it that but um don't know too much else and i don't even i'm not sure who developed it if it's like you know a developer that has done other stuff that i would know but i am uh perplexed by this one i'll say <laughs> <laughs> yes it's an Fighting librarians is a pretty good selling point though yeah absolutely <laughs> Project Moon, that's the developer. Yeah, doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. Uh, Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. Uh, RPG. I I don't barely even remember what this trailer was. It seemed, uh, is this like kind of like an isometric kind of Diablo Yeah, kind of reminded me of like Baldur's Gate or something like mm -hmm. that. But then it was look, looking like almost like more tactical than Baldur's Gate, less RPG. I, it was definitely hard to tell what exactly was going on. But they did have a release date of March 1st, 2022, which is pretty far out to announce your uh, yeah, release so too, date, yeah. I would think. Especially, but I guess this must be a sequel. It seemed like they were implying there are other Pathfinder games. Yeah, so kind of like, like when, when the uh, hosts were commenting on it, I, I did watch this part of it and uh, they, it seemed like it was a known quantity in some regard yeah. and I was not familiar yeah. with it but yeah I also hadn't heard of it yeah me neither hmm. yeah so the the previous game was called Pathfinder Kingmaker looks like hmm. Kingmaker cool alright um the Wandering Village, we'd seen this one before, but um, mm -hmm. just a, a little trailer, a new trailer. I, 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 this is another one that has like a farming element to it. I don't totally get it, but like obviously the idea is there's a village and it's on the back of a giant turtle, is it? Uh, which is moving around in the world. So that's kind of an interesting concept, but um, you know, gameplay. Kind of looks like more of a dinosaur. Is it a dinosaur? It's like a, six, it's like a six legged dinosaur thing. It's kind of strange. Hmm. I have no idea what it is. I've been following these guys on Twitter for a while. I still have no idea what this game is. <laughs> yeah, it. I, I have a feeling it's hard to explain because there's like the farming aspect on the creature's back, but then they always zoom out to like show yeah. the creature walking around. But other, other than in this trailer, they showed like another one that was dead on the side of the road. Um, you can't really tell what that gameplay aspect is with the big creatures. Like, is there some sort of like high level control of the animal that you also need to do? They haven't really been clear about that. 
yeah you can, like walk them to different seasons or to like to help your farm or something uh, yeah not totally clear the, the description here says that you know you have to keep a good relationship with this creature it, i don't really know how you do that but it does seem like you know what you're doing within your village somehow affects that i guess so mm-hmm. don't dig any wells <laughs> yeah, i don't know but it's uh it's definitely uh, a unique concept seems to be a lot of that <laughs> yeah. i mean all these games we're have... trying hard Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I guess that's part of what it takes to really get noticed is you got to have some crazy out there, um, you know, gimmick or something. I mean, gimmick maybe is not, maybe sounds negative, but you know what I mean. Yeah, that's always been the indie way, right? Uh, yeah. Take the risks that AAA can't or won't. won't yeah, yeah, take definitely. Take a risk on, right? Uh, okay, we got a game called Lab Rat. This was the first I had heard of this kind of a puzzle game um you know getting comparisons to portal just based on the sort of mm-hmm. you know the sarcastic ai kind of narration or whatever a lot of games go in this route these days um and i'm, I'm i'll give them a look but I, i'm starting to get a little tired of it i have to admit um reminded me a bit of death squared which i played a bit of I don't know if it's still on Game Pass. I don't mm. think so, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a puzzle game, and uh, I will probably give it a look. I don't know if it's is it multiplayer. It seemed like it was multiplayer. I don't yes, I think sure. they said it was multiplayer. I don't know. As soon as I saw that quote of "You are godlike" come up, I was like, "I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do this anymore." It's pretty funny. I can't handle it. Also, uh, just to go back to what we were talking about before, when I was trying to remember that cyberpunk game from E3, it's called Replaced. I don't know if that triggers uh, a memory for anyone else, but yeah, I also did not remember it was called Replaced. I had to totally just see the images. Anyways, total tangent. Yeah, no, I I definitely remembered the game. I just, the title was not super memorable. Title, not very memorable. Game looks incredible, so. Yeah. So when you're yeah when you're comparing like that game to then this game and saying they're cyberpunk it's just a big difference yeah big time speaking of which I just finished playing cyberpunk and they oh. have these like missions like side missions where you're supposed to be helping this like autonomous vehicle get its vehicles back and so you get to this one vehicle and it's literally just Glados from Portal oh, yeah. and I was just like I'm not I'm not doing this mission this is the stupidest <laughs> like worst written garbage it just it like annoyed me i was just like oh my god come on guys like i think i I think i did those missions it's like isn't one like hal or something and like each one is like like something from from yeah popular science fiction or something some of them are okay there's one that was there was like a car that was trying to kill himself and you're like trying to talk him off an actual ledge (laughs) yeah (laughs) don't do it car (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) um okay RPG Time, The Legend of Right. So this one looked familiar to me. I don't know if I've just seen other games that are kind of like this, where it's like a hand-drawn kind of style. But this one, I kind of took it to like another level where it's almost like the idea is like it's like a kid in school doodling in his notebook and you actually see like his desk as well. 
And that's wow. kind of what all the, uh, the UI is made up of. And uh, I, we've definitely seen this one before. We have, yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. and I, I looked, and it actually the first trailers came out in 2016. Wow, I believe. So it's been kicking around for a while. <clears throat> I was trying to like, I, I swear there are a few games that have been released like this, and I don't know, like they might have just been like iOS games or something. Like I think something like Knights of Pen and Paper or something comes to yeah. mind, but I don't know if that's the actual visual style of that game. But, There's like a top-down tank game that came out recently too. That's all like hand-drawn and like lined paper. You play as like little tanks and stuff. Hmm. I don't remember what it's called either, but it's cool. The only thing I can say about this game is like, I there was so much going on. Mm-hmm. I could not really tell what you were doing or what was being done to me in this game. But every time I see this game, though, I always think of. Like, so when Ryan, uh, Van and Dick and I started working on Citizens of Earth, like actually before that, our first like prototype we worked on was a game very similar to this, where there's like a uh, drawn world and a physical world. And like there are physical enemies and sketched enemies. And like, it just like brings me back, like whatever that was, 15 years ago to that prototype we worked on. And it's very similar. It's, it seems like there's like... A, like erasers that whoever is sitting at this desk and like pencils and stuff that the whoever's sitting at the desk can use and it just brings me back but from these trailers i can't tell how the gameplay is for this game and it's really too bad because it's the art style looks really nice and it seems like there's a lot of animation going on in this trailer but it's really hard to tell what you control what the enemies are, what you're fighting. Like, obviously there's some obvious like uh, boss fight kind of characters that crop up or enemies, but it's, it's still really difficult to tell what's happening. It's crazy. I'm looking at a screenshot of like the kid's desk and it's just like an assault, assault on the senses. It's overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it is overwhelming. Yeah. So hopefully when the game comes out, it's more like a slow ramp up and they've really mm-hmm. kind of just like slowly add things uh, in the game. Otherwise I think a lot of people are going to bounce off it because you're just like just information overload. You just don't know what you're looking at. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Um, okay. And then kind of on a related note, there's another game called inked a tale of love, which I think is already out on iOS and maybe on PC. I, I've, I've, kind of been aware of it um, mm-hmm. and it seems to have been getting pretty good reviews uh, so this is coming to Xbox August 27th looks like mm-hmm. yeah I really like the look of this game yeah the animation was really slick ah, so cool yeah and I I did look it up I had never heard of this game but it said when when the Wikipedia came up it said released in 2018 I was like oh that's strange so I searched it on Steam and it is on Steam. It says it was released in 2018 sometime, but you can't buy it anymore. So I don't know oh. if they like are have taken it off sale for this to try to like bump their sale or they're doing some sort of remaster or they have some deal with someone else and they took it off. So I don't know how that works that it would not be on sale on Steam anymore. It seems strange. Hmm. I like... Do- I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's on the App Store 
but let me just double check because I for I, for iOS. Yeah, because I thought I saw it there the other day. They might be going through some like licensing stuff or something. Do you guys remember the movie um, Kung Fury? Yep. I'm sure you do. The ridiculous one. So there was like a beat 'em up of that, and it's the same thing. It's on Steam, but you can't buy it anymore because they were working on a sequel, I think, to the game and movie. And then I think they were changing ownership of the license, and then they weren't allowed to sell it anymore. It was right. Something like Ugh. crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stuff gets delisted and and all that, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like it is available for iOS right now. So, hmm. cool, interesting. That's, yeah, that's I want to check. Very it out. strange that it's not for Steam then. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, the big con. Definitely, we have talked about this one. Um, this is another. Oh, this this was the one I was thinking of with all the actor announcements. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes, they they got a bunch of actors in there too. Yeah. And yeah, another yeah, Canadian we'll, dev, right? Yeah, we're working with one of the devs. Uh, she's helping out on uh, Rocket Rumble, Karina uh, Diaz. Cool. That's like her her baby. Yeah. Yeah, Big cool. Con's awesome. Yeah. I think it's out now, right? Like it's... It says August uh, 31st. Oh, yeah? Oh, shoot. I thought it just came out. Maybe they just announced the release date. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, but definitely like very 90s. That's kind of the thing. It's like steeped in 90s nostalgia. I think, didn't they say like, the um, they, they mentioned who did the theme song. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, I can't remember either. They had like a music video. Ro- was it Rockapella? Was that yeah, the band? Yeah, maybe. That sounds who familiar. did like the theme song for Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? I don't know. I mean, like it's, mm. it just seems like. a bell. Yeah, like the look of it looks very toe jam and earl and stuff like that. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm definitely uh, curious about this one. Uh, okay, so uh, the veil, shadow of the crown. Got to talk about oh, this shoot. one. So Heck yeah, they had a big interview with Dave Evans, who we know and have worked with, and um, I'm confused. Like he like, is this a different company than? some of the other stuff he's worked on because falling squirrel i think is the the company or is that the publisher maybe i'm getting confused no, that's that's his that's company. company oh it is okay because mm-hmm. i thought it was a different company that did the uh when they did that pinball rpg that, it is yeah that is a different company that's i think that's erica's company that's phantom, yeah, Compass. phantom uh, Compass. okay yeah. right 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 so anyway, we, we have talked about this at some point because there was a demo of this on Xbox, I want to say like maybe two years ago now. Like it's it was a while back. Yeah, it might have been. But uh, so this is an audio-only game. And, you know, it's it's a very unique concept. And I'm I'm pretty curious like to, to dig into this because it's – I remember playing the demo and being – intrigued as as we like to say (laughs) Um, and i i do think there's a a ton of potential for like audio focused Mm -hmm. games and obviously they've kind of catered it to like the blind community and and kind of made it uh you know kind of a big big deal there um but i think just for anyone i I just the idea that you can kind of you're creating the the world in your mind right like you're like it seems like it's an action rpg the story maybe not rpg i don't know if that's totally accurate but you know you're you're moving around in this world but you're based on what you hear around you and um 
I, compelling. I, yeah, I was I was surprised how how good it was. Not like no offense to to them, but just like how much you can tell and like how much you can do. I don't know. Um, I played it at one of the cons he was at, and he had like the um, like the 3D audio headphones, like the really cool ones that Sony has now with uh, with PlayStation. And like, I don't know, it was I was like it was my first time experiencing proper 3D audio, and I was just like, oh shoot, this is like, I could tell where everything is, and it's not just like surround sound; it's like fully directional and stuff. It's really really cool. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I guess the tricky thing is marketing this game um you know like the trailer they had was interesting because it was basically like audio and critic quotes and i thought you know it worked i was like oh okay so that's how you make a trailer for an audio only game um but uh yeah i mean like it's there i've seen some audio only games like for like ios and stuff like that i haven't seen really any in terms of like big console releases so it seems like it's Mm -hmm. a pretty unique uh game in this space yeah xbox has been really trying to do their accessibility stuff too right with the uh their controller that they had for xbox one so i think it's like a really really good fit for them too um i think it's a good fit for sony as well if they do that with the 3d audio obviously but i know xbox is really trying to push accessibility um for quite a long time so it's a good partnership i feel and and yeah i, I think the game definitely is for everybody too which is really cool and I, I think that's like a hard thing to pull off but yeah no definitely give it a try if it uh, if you get a chance yeah and i thought it was kind of cool that they had the blind gamer steve i think is his uh twitch channel who i didn't yeah. realize is also from st catherine's yeah um, yeah it's just like constant st catherine's connections <laughs> yeah really. for some reason in this sh- this episode of game junk um but yeah i thought I thought it's looking really, really cool, and mm-hmm. and I also played the demo. I really enjoyed it, and I'm interested to see the full fledged game, how they've improved it. Um, and I think when I played it originally, I didn't even really have like a legit 3D audio headphones type thing. So, yeah, it's I think, really good. I think yeah. with that, it could really, really pop. And just the fact that he partnered with the the blind. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like the National Canadian Blind Association or something like that. Um, Just to get constant feedback and iterate on the game, I thought was such, obviously, that's what you want to do. Super smart of him to go out and and get that. And and also to mention, uh, I saw, I don't know if you guys saw at the bottom, they're also, he's also working with uh, Creative Bytes. So uh, Mm -hmm. Paul and all the guys that uh, worked on Embers of Miram with Frank also working on this game. Just to shout out those guys, Paul cool. and uh, and uh, Sean. Yeah, talented, uh, talented fellows over there. And this is out next week, August nineteenth. So, yeah. Oh man, that is next very week. soon. Holy cow! Summer's almost over. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Somehow. So, last one I had on the list. I think this is the one they ended on. Um, Space lines from the far out. Yeah, I don't know if they ended on it, but it's the last one on my list too. So I yeah, this um I mean my first thought seeing it was lovers in a dangerous space time. Kind of seemed like you're like like a co op crew on a ship as you're moving through space. But it doesn't I, I 
I, I can't remember they what what did they say it was i think they said it was like faster than light meets um overcooked i think that's how they described it mm. which i i mean i'm certainly curious tough comparison yeah mm. don't really crazy. Uh, but i think it's basically like an airline company but in space yeah it i looks think like that's it. basically the pitch like you are flying planes and parking them and going around space terminals and stuff like that i almost got um now i never played this game but it gave me this vibe of space station silicon valley or nice. silicon is it silicon valley anyways yeah, yeah that silicon whatever valley. that game i think that was a nintendo 64 game mm -hmm. and i don't know why it gave me those vibes it just it did for some reason it has it that was, look to it yeah yeah so i thought it looked pretty interesting it was kind of hard to tell exactly what you do i think kind of like what you're saying there sean where it wasn't really obvious, but I, I, I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it looked like there's like, it's kind of an adventure game too. Like I, it seemed like you kind of walk around and I don't know if there's puzzles, but you kind of have to like interact with objects and stuff. Um, I, I didn't totally get it, but yeah, it looked kind of cool. It says here it's procedurally generated, which probably, makes me a little less excited <laughs> yeah but definitely. you never know um okay was there anything that i missed that you had on your list there andrew no no that's everything okay um was there anything else that you remember that i missed alex or no i think that's good okay so we'll jump over to nintendo this was a much shorter showcase i think it was like 20 minutes or something but um, they did manage to fit in a bunch of new game announcements as well. Um, so start with Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which I guess is kind of like a Jet Set Radio-inspired uh, game. Off. <laughs> very, yeah, very inspired. <laughs> now, I, homage. <laughs> has this been shown before? Has anybody heard of this previously? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, I saw it on on Twitter or something like that a little while ago. Just like in the in the dev sphere. Because hmm. there was some other game we were talking about a while back that seemed kind of. I don't know if it was. I can't remember. Oh, maybe it was that un undefeated or unbeatable. Was that a game that was kind of like a music based game? I don't. I don't remember. But we definitely were talking about. Jet Set Radio like a while back and we're I swear Frank was like why is nobody doing a new one of these and mm -hmm. well they kind of are so <laughs> <laughs> but got your answer yeah I mean I, I don't have too much else to say about it but looks pretty cool I don't like yeah, is it cool. it's not anybody that was involved in those original games though is it not that, not I, that know. I know yeah okay uh axiom verge 2 this was uh, uh -oh. i was very excited uh, to hear that this well i mean they did a surprise launch of the game so i was watching the press conference as soon as they said this is available later today i turned off the press conference and went and downloaded <laughs> the game but uh and i have played a bit of it so i'll talk about that and what we've been playing yeah, cool. but um cool but yeah i mean not too much else to say about the trailer i don't know if you guys had any thoughts on that no i was just in general i was surprised at how many games they 
launched today, like surprise launched today or whatever, whenever this conference went on in this press conference, it seems so yeah. strange, but it's I guess, yeah. I guess, um, time will tell if it was a good marketing decision to do that. But I bet, I, I think when I watched the indie showcase, it had like 600,000 views or something like that. So obviously people are watching this thing on YouTube. So it, it makes sense that that's a lot of people that are going to see that your game's out today and could go grab it right away. A lot so of maybe, maybe a good idea. Yeah. That was like a fad for a while, um, a couple of years ago, right? Where it was just like, and hey, it's out today and it's out today. Do you guys remember that? It was like a couple of years ago. Everything was out today. Yeah, yeah, they did that at E3 a couple of yeah. years in a row. And then it kind of seemed like those games didn't get great reviews. And people were like, oh, well, if it's out today, then there's a reason why we didn't hear about it ahead of time. <laughs> Which I don't think is totally fair. I mean, Trials of the Blood Dragon was one of the ones that was launched that way. And I thought it was pretty good. It seemed like it got uh-huh. terrible reviews, but whatever. Um, okay, I'm jumping ahead. I think this one was announced towards the end, but Eastward which is from Chucklefish. I don't know if it's that they're the publisher, right? right? Yeah. So I I don't like, I'm familiar. Like I know they published Wargroove and there's a couple other things. There's Stardew. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, this Pixpill. Pixpill. Okay. I mean, I, I hard to say exactly from the trailer, but I was, I really liked the look of it. Like it seemed like Uh it's sort of like an, action rpg um and it's just seemed like a very colorful uh world and uh i I don't know i i I guess it seemed kind of futuristic sci-fi-ish but uh what'd you guys think of this oh i i love the look of it i'm i'm super stoked to try it i'm kind of a sucker for a really nice pixel art too um but yeah no it looks it looks really cool i'm interested to see what people think about it or you know, what kind of reviews it gets too, but um, I'll probably just try it out anyways. Yeah, I really like the look of it too. I'm definitely going to check it out uh, when it comes to your library. <laughs> it's uh, out uh, September 16th on the Switch, timed console yeah, exclusive. Soon. Pretty soon. Uh, yeah, it looks awesome. Next up, we've got Toem, which we have definitely talked about before. This is another yeah. one of those photo games. And it's black and white, has a pretty unique look. Um, oh yeah, that's that really like weird, like the the UI is like huge, right? What's that? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think I have a Steam demo installed right now, but I have not yet tried it out. But uh, I was interested when I saw it the last whatever the last show was that it was in, and. It looked like a pretty similar trailer. I don't know if anything really stood out as new to me in this one, but still kind of interested. Maybe a little less so than before, but yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. It looks super polished. Like, just, I don't know, just very, like, crisp, nice art style, and mm-hmm. they really kind of know what they're they're kind of going after, it seems. So, yeah, kind of interested checking it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. So new Shovel Knight game announced. This one is a puzzle, I guess puzzle game with sort of like an RPG element maybe. I kind of, I guess I was immediately reminded of something like Puzzle Quest. I don't know if it's strictly a match three game. I think it seems like it's 
maybe is it a match three? Oh yeah, it looked like it was like a Tetris game that you were like inside. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I couldn't tell yeah, if it was really know. specifically match three, but it's kind of in that zone. Um, yeah. I I mean I'm I'm kind of down for this. I it's, the only thing is I would prefer to play something like this on a phone instead of on the Switch probably, but um, whatever, that's fine. Yeah, it looked like there was a lot of like stuff going on. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. just like camera zooms that they were forcing for the trailer or if that's actually Maybe. like what the game is like, but there seemed to be a lot of like effects and things coming in and uh, it was almost too confusing, but it was also kind of like exciting. What whatever they were showing, I was kind of like, what is all this stuff going on? Like this is crazy for this simple kind of like Tetris style match 3 style puzzle game. Uh but yeah, it looked really interesting. I've never played Shovel Knight, but I don't think really anything Shovel Knight has to do with this game. I think basically they just took a puzzle game they developed and put the Shovel Knight skin on it so people would buy it. And yeah. uh, it'll probably work. It'll probably work real well. It's a match three. I'm a pretty big sucker for Puzzle Quest and that kind of stuff. So Yeah, Puzzle I Quest is incredible. That. Love Puzzle Quest. So good. I'm actually I'm playing a Stranger Things mobile game match three right now. It sucks. that's how much you love match three games (laughs) uh okay metal slug tactics we have discussed this looks kind of advanced wars ish yeah and i you know i I don't know if this is a day one purchase for me but i'm definitely interested Mm -hmm. yeah i have nothing to add the only thing is like the trailer they showed and like the um you know when they were kind of talking about it afterwards it just seemed like they were recycling the same you know 30 seconds of footage over and over again so i kind of was was hoping for a little bit more to be shown in the game i didn't think they really showed that much but it's not out till next year so it's metal slug they're just like whatever people will buy it we don't have to try that hard yeah basically that's my guess. Yeah. <laughs> so Tetris Effect connected coming to the Switch. Um, I don't know if there's anything new really being added, but um, it seems like if you haven't played it yet on other platforms, it's worth checking out here. Is it though? Would you probably <laughs> rather buy it on a more advanced system that could pull well, out the effects? You've got the VR aspect on PlayStation. And then I thought, did Xbox add something? Maybe, they, I don't remember. Something about the multiplayer or something I thought was new with Xbox. But hmm. anyway, I assume yeah. this is probably the same as the Xbox version. I mean, Tetris 99's out. Do you really need any other Tetris? That's already <laughs> yeah. infuriating enough. Yeah. Um, far Changing Tides. This was a sequel to Far Lone Sales. I, I was not aware of either of these games, but it kind of looked cool. It kind of looked like a exploration adventure game and kind of a cool um, post-apocalyptic landscape, I guess. It seems mm-hmm. to involve vehicles as well in some way, like like boats yeah. and stuff. I remember the original game. I never played it. It's probably on my wish list somewhere. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> definitely haven't played it um i appreciate their um they kind of have like their art is like kind of shitty but beautiful at the same time and i really appreciate it there's something about the art where you're just like oh this is kind of bleh 
but also I really <laughs> like it. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. It's kind of. I think I do. I, I yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know how to describe it, but I think that's probably a good way to describe. It. <laughs> yeah, everything's kind of like the textures are blurry, and yeah. I don't know. But it also looks really nice. Like the art direction's really nice, but I think just their like asset to asset stuff's okay. And it kind of reminds me of like GTA like four, um, where like everything is like all the meshes are like fine, but then on a whole, you're just like, wow, everything just looks so good together. Hmm. Yeah, it's hard to explain. I don't know how, how to explain it better, but it's nice, shitty nice. <laughs> yeah, I, and this game looks like it's a, it's kind of a different gameplay style than the original. I thought, so I, I thought the original was the, we were like in the vehicle moving from one place place to another, and I I don't really remember anything about it. I don't think I ever played it, but yeah, I'm looking at some screenshots, and it's ringing a bell. And it did not remind me of of this game, so I don't know if they have completely reworked some of the gameplay to be different for the sequel. Or um, either way, I guess they're really banking on this far um, title being sort of like a touchstone for between the two games. But yeah, the first one was like I, a side scroller or something, wasn't it? Or was it? Yeah, was it the, yeah, I think it was, so. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I, I really I, dug the the art for that one too. Like it was, it was yeah again very nice like concept art. And yeah, stuff. Yeah. I don't know when I when I hear far, I don't think of sailboats or anything like that. So I'm not really sure what the connection is to sailing. That uh, far go pretty is. far. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I'm not sure. If the wind's there. You just keep going forever. That makes perfect sense. Uh, <laughs> You've solved it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going to mention a couple more and then I'm just going to list off the rest because we're like, I don't know, I, I, the bunch at the end, I don't know yeah. if there's that much to say, but uh, I just games, yeah. want to mention Loop Hero. So this one is coming to the Switch. It's already out on Steam. Um, have heard a lot of good things about this. It, it got a lot of good reviews. I've seen it kind of listed as, you know, one of the best games of the year so far kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if either of you guys have had a chance to check it out or know anything about it you say lube heroes <laughs> that's what i heard i did not loop hero oh. a loop heroes uh, i i feel like i've one. seen this game before but i think they explained it better in this uh trailer than i uh, at least i felt like i understood the game more after watching oh, this trailer than i did before and i think the concept's kind of cool it's kind of like turning that um, what was that game called? Thirty Second Hero or something like that, mm. or Sixty Second Hero? I can't remember what it was called. Half Minute Hero—that's what it was called. Uh, and turning it kind of on its head, where instead of time, you're doing the path, I guess, to sort of uh, you don't control the person. And yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm gonna check out some reviews and and see what this game is all about. I think uh, Mark, like Pixelots, Mark played it on one of his streams. I think he liked it, but I, I, yeah, I don't know much about it. seems like it's another roguelike that has card stuff. <laughs> so Yeah. Um, yeah. Not really my cup of tea, but you know, I'll try it out sometime. A lot of card games. A lot of deck A lot of roguelikes. Games. Yeah. Too many. I, I, I don't know if you guys also are tired of procedural <laughs> generated environments, but I, that's usually like a big no selling point for me too. Yeah, definitely. 
And I just got to mention, I mean, if Frank were here, I'm sure he would point this out, but the logo seems very similar to Guitar Hero. I don't know if that's like, you know, kind of getting into territory where uh, you're trying to associate yourself with something uh, subliminally, <laughs> but uh, just... It's a Devolver game. Published yeah. by Devolver anyways. Yeah. Uh, Boyfriend Dungeon, kind of already touched on this but it's it's weird because was this actually shown at the xbox one because it is out on game pass but i don't remember if they showed it at the xbox they showed it at for xbox at some point i don't know if i don't think it was at this one they definitely got on the nintendo one for this one but Hmm. yeah it's on game pass so i mean basic concept is it's a dating sim mashed up with a dungeon crawler and I like kind of cool mashups. Doesn't really seem like my thing either way, but um, I, you know, it's a cool concept. Date your swords. You find a sword in the dungeon crawler, and then you could date them. Yeah, yeah. they could be like people. I think you could. They, they could even be like pets. So like you like befriend them date wise. Like I don't think it's all like romantic love too. It's pretty cool. I want to date with a cat. We're <laughs> friends now. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. But, but what a mashup! What a what a PR, advertising brilliant gem. Like, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. I know that. I mean, again, that cinematic, that like anime cinematic they had. Like the the moment they released that, I'm like, oh, this game, this game's gonna be everywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is a journalist's wet dream. Like, every <laughs> journalist is loving this game. They were in like Maxim, like they got some like very interesting placement when the game got announced too. Like they were, they did a really good job appealing to a lot of different bases and just just getting the name out everywhere. Brilliant. Okay, I'm just gonna read off the last ones. I think some of these were the ones that um, Surprise launched. I don't remember which ones. I don't know if you guys have a list. I think of... I think just Garden Story was the only other mm-hmm. surprise launch today. Okay, so ne- Necro Barista Final Pour. I think this has been out <laughs> elsewhere, but just out now on the Switch, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Islanders co- Console Edition, uh, Garden Story, as you mentioned, Slime Rancher Plortable Edition, <laughs> Astroneer. <laughs> Curious Expedition 2, 100 Days Winemaking Simulator. Now there's the game of the year. Right <laughs> yes, 100%. I totally looked that up the second I saw the announcement. <laughs> is, this, is this what I think it is? And it is. You like look at grapes and like read them or whatever that's called with grapes. And oh, yeah. What a Niagara, Niagara themed game. Yeah, that, really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Gang Beasts, I guess it hasn't been out on Switch previously, but yeah, I didn't know that. I... <laughs> it's been out a lot of other places. Lumber Jack, and that's a solid name. I think that's it. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. No, I think that was all of it. All right. The garden Story looks really cool. Yeah, that does look cool actually. But again, more more farming, lots of farming. I feel I should be doing a farming game, or should have done one. Yeah, I mean, so a lot of games coming out. I mean, I was just looking at like the rest of the year and um, I mean, there's a ton of stuff coming out, but it's weird, like the balance of indie versus triple A. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like with some of the delays that have happened, there's not a ton of big AAA releases coming this year now. Uh, everything got delayed. I think they announced more delays this year, like just this week, right? Something well, else got there's, delayed. there's the rumors of Horizon. There, supposedly, there's going to be a state of play in the next week or two, and people are saying that it'll be confirmed. Oh, I thought that there, was official, right? That got pushed to 2022. I don't think it's official. Like Sony hasn't oh. said anything, but it's definitely oh, okay. being reported everywhere. Like it, you know, very yeah. strong sources are saying so. Oh, that's that's yeah. I think I, I thought it was official just because of the, the like wording of it. Everybody was just like, yeah, of course it's not. There's something else I think too. Mm. I don't remember what it is now. I thought something got delayed like just today or yesterday or something. Uh, yeah, whatever, doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't remember. There's there have been a bunch, um, but oh, it was it was Venom. It was uh, it was a movie. <laughs> oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if um, like I guess Halo Infinite is kind of the 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 big unknown, and I guess if if Microsoft has that Gamescom thing coming up later this month, they're everybody's expecting them to announce a release date then but uh we'll see mm-hmm. yeah we'll see indeed it will be interesting if any AAA games actually come out this year well i'm sure call of duty will make it out but other than that 100%, yeah is there a call of duty this year i feel oh, like yeah, that for sure why not uh, yeah i don't think they've missed in like 14 years yeah no i have a friend that works there they they destroy them They're, they are not missing anything <laughs> yeah like i might if i'm just scanning through for AAA games that are coming out this year we got death loop we've got rainbow six extraction um the diablo 2 resurrected uh version far cry 6 metroid dread back for blood battlefield 2042 guardians of the galaxy and forza i think that's kind of it i guess pokemon not a lot yeah so anyway um let's talk about what we've been playing recently uh maybe start with you alex i don't know if you have anything you wanted to talk about so many games i've been playing i've just been trying to play through like a bunch of indies i uh i finally finished cyberpunk i finally got a ps5 i guess that's the big thing oh nice yeah it took me a while i was holding off and then i was finally just caved um so I played through Ratchet and Clank, and then I finally played through. Uh, somehow made it through Cyberpunk with all its crashing. I so was, like, was it was it crashing times it, for all you the time. on the PS5? Oh, yeah. Really? Because yeah, I played through time. it like back in November, and I I the only time it was crashing for me really was if I was in a car driving really fast in certain situations, it was crashing. But then I just started using fast travel, and then it was fine. So oh yeah. No, like when I first started playing it, I would like tell people like, oh, I got through two hours without it crashing today. Pretty good day. <laughs> oh, and just so many bugs. So such like, I know they fixed a bunch of stuff, but my God, what a way to break your immersion. Like, man, that's crazy that it's cover through doors. Like I was inside NPCs during cinematics. Like, I don't know if you noticed this, if it was just in my game somehow, but like they have little like hexagons that appear over stuff you can pick up. And like half the crap that has a hexagon on it, you can't pick up. Like the collision's not there, or you're too far away from it, and you just can't click on. Oh my god, it drove me insane. I mean, I definitely, I think we talked about like that. Just there's so much stuff sometimes, and everything's overlapping that it's impossible to 
pick up the one thing you want. <laughs> yeah. Oh but, my God. Oh, and the stupid looking in the mirror thing. Oh my God. Never mind. Yeah, oh, that that definitely happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> you put like a health pickup next to the the mirror button, which takes like thirty minutes to to look in the mirror, and then you can't pick up the thing because even if you're looking away from the mirror, it still says look at the damn mirror. Anyways. <laughs> oh, I thought because for me, anytime I looked in the mirror, my head or whatever was all messed up like there was some weird glitch with looking in the oh, mirror yeah. so for me i always tell i show my wife i'm like check this out you can look in the mirror and then they have all these buttons you can press for expressions and my character never emoted once through the entire game <laughs> times it crashed or i reloaded it was just like smile it was all just like blue steel all the time it was really funny <laughs> like what a what a waste of a mechanic this doesn't even work and it takes 30 seconds to get into this stupid mirror position Anyways, um, I can't I believe it's that bad that. still, though. Like that's oh my god, insane. it was painful. I just I did the bare minimum. Like I just got through the story and got the hell out of there. I couldn't, I hmm. couldn't do it anymore. Um, my guns would like disappear once in a while. It's just it was madness. Like from my inventory, like I would, things would just get unequipped. All that it's so stupid. I was like, Sherry's like, these are the guys that made The Witcher, right? And she's like, is that game that bad? I'm like, no, no. I, craziness anyways um uh i picked up um oh my god what's it called i haven't played it yet it was a devolver game that just came out where he plays the raven blue fire no is that what it's called no death store i picked that up but i haven't played that yet um i've been playing a game called uh rocky rocky i don't know if you guys so it's like a it's kind of like a point and click it came out uh earlier this year um it's not a like it's kind of like the idea is like a point and click where you collect items and you have to combine them and use stuff but it's like a dutch or like a dutch or scandinavian themed game about the lore there and he plays this little girl trying to find her brother um and uh, it's just really pretty i was following these guys on twitter for a very long time they won a, a whole bunch of our awards and stuff too but it's r-o-k-i and the o has two lots on it Hmm. yeah I'm, I'm just looking at it now i don't think i've heard of this but it does, oh yeah it's, it does look it's really cool. cool if you like like a short little adventure game where you kind of just you know have to work your way through puzzles and pick up stuff and combine things it's pretty cool hmm. um that's really all i've been playing recently we were doing a big push to for early access so i kind of didn't get a chance to play a lot of stuff but um what else i was playing something else I got Hades finally. I haven't. Uh, I played it a little bit earlier, but I got it on the Switch, so I can finally play that now. And uh, we've been playing Hyrule Warriors as well, so I've been playing a bunch of like random stuff. But I'm trying to get the cyberpunk taste out of out of there. <laughs> nice. I wanted to play Horizon soon, but that's not going to happen. It seems so. Probably not. Maybe they'll announce surprise launch it at the state of play. You never know. But I have to play uh, Death Stranding, the director's cut. Oh yeah, that is go. coming soon, right? Yeah, I actually love I'm that game. I'm surprised you're not playing uh, Skyward Sword HD. Oh yeah, that's right. I should pick that up too. I forgot about that actually. Yeah, we'll yeah. play that too. Mister Mister Zelda over there. I yeah. know. Yeah, Triforce I, tattoo. I know. I kind of fell fell off the. Nintendo buying wagon. I have a whole bunch of Nintendo games. I want to play Mario Golf too. I haven't played that yet. Oh yeah, yeah. That game came out during our early access thing, so I just I was just working crazy hours. I totally forgot that even happened. So. 
So you're you're reminding me the life of a game dev. You know, used to be you just you work so so many hours and you want to play all these games and you're around games all the time, but you can't. You just don't have time, which sucks. Should have a baby, but the baby helps a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, when you he's sleeping, I, I can't really do much, so I gotta just hang out with him and play some games. So it's pretty good. There you go. Yeah, he was watching me play Cyberpunk. He's like one and a half, and I blew up a <laughs> robot, and it just blew his mind. He just went, "Oh!" He was just it was really <laughs> funny. And it, yeah, I don't even think he knew what the heck was going on. He just liked all the explosions. Yeah, you probably got like another year before you're not allowed to play Cyberpunk with them anymore. So I know. My <laughs> other my other boy's playing Mario Kart now, so we've been playing that a lot, so it's good. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, that's uh, it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I could go I could go next. I just I, I'll just do a quick one since we're probably super long now. Um I finished uh Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. Oh which cool. I I really enjoyed that game. Uh, surprising, I like a hundred percent of it or whatever you do on Steam when you get all the achievements. And I, yeah, it was really fun. I really liked it. I started on Final Fantasy II Pixel Remaster, and I didn't. I don't think I've ever played this game because it has quite a different leveling up system than any other Final Fantasy I've played before. So it is very detailed. So if you use your sword, you level up your sword. It's almost like Secret of Mana, where like the more you use a weapon, the more it levels up. And each character can level up, I think, all the different weapons. So if you have a sword, axe, bow, they all level up independently for each character. And then also you can... It seems like you can buy spells for anyone. Not, you, there's no like dedicated white mage or black mage. Seems like any character can get uh, the spells, and each character is not really like a class. They're just like a person in the story. More like, I guess, Final Fantasy VI was kind of oh. more like that as well. And then you independently level up all your spells. So if you use fire a lot, eventually it becomes fire two. And then, which is crazy because I've had this idea. Uh, to put into an RPG, and I was like, "Why has no one done this?" And so it's very interesting playing this and having this uh, level up mechanic uh, in in the way it's being done. And it's it's it seems to be working for me. It's kind of neat that by using you know cure or fire or whatever, you can upgrade it. And I really I really am liking it. And so far, uh, there's even it's even like really gr- granular when you. If you get hit a lot and your health is low, then when you gain a level, your health will go up more because you're essentially like using your health or something like that. Wow. It's very strange. And the more magic you use, the more magic points you gain. So it seems like a game where if you really knew how to game the system, you could just absolutely destroy this game in some fashion. But so far, I'm just kind of grinding around the first area, just kind of leveling up my skills, kind of exploring uh, those mechanics and uh, I'm really enjoying it, uh, and I've never played it before, so I'm going to keep playing that one. And I played a few more things, but I I just kind of dabbled in them a bit, so I'll wait until next week to talk about those more in detail. Cool. Uh, so yeah, I'll just quickly mention Axiom Verge Two. Um, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I forgot. 
Yeah, so I mean, I, I I like the first one quite a bit, um, but it is you know very much just like a Metroid clone almost. I mean, they have some cool uh, you know I guess kind of the unique twist is sort of the um, uh, infection or I forget what the actual tool is called, but like sort of the hacking thing where you like glitch items and things in the world and create different behaviors and stuff. And um, so this one is, I, I think it's a prequel, um, but you're you're playing a different character, and it does have a different feel to it. Um, we were talking before, like one of the early trailers, uh, like the the weapon set is different. Like it feels more Castlevania than Metroid because you are using like axes to attack, and you have a boomerang, but you don't have any guns. I, I think you do get guns eventually, but uh, you know, I'm like maybe two or three hours in and no guns yet um but also the environments like it's mostly like outdoor environments so it's not like you're kind of in like space stations with like airlock doors and stuff like that this is it just feels different um but you know it's still a metroid kind of inspired game and it's you know it just has that that loop of like as soon as you start playing you're sucked into like, okay, you're going to explore this area. Oh, I saw this thing I can't get to yet, but I know I'll be able to get to it soon. Go back. Oh, now I found that thing. And like, I don't know, just, I, I just love that. You know, it's just so compelling. I think that, um, that game design philosophy. Uh, so yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I think one thing that I, it seems different. I don't remember for sure if this was if it was this way in the original, but um, if you die, you keep your progress. So like if you're exploring, you pick up an item and you die, you'll go back to the last save point, but you will have that item that you picked up. Mm, so cool. I mean, I'm I'm okay with it. Maybe some purists might think that sucks or whatever, but um, they also had mentioned in um, some of the the marketing that boss fights are optional which I've kind of stumbled across a couple of them so far. And yeah, they just seem like you can just kind of pass them by if you want, but if you kill them, you kind of will get um, power-ups and things. Uh, so I, I don't know. Wild. Yeah, I'm not sure if there are like, it sounded like there's no mandatory boss fights, which seems a little strange, but, um, and there is more kind of RPG elements in this one where you have like, um skills that you level up and stuff um but yeah i mean story-wise i can't really say i totally understand what's going on in this game but you know it seems like there is a mythology and stuff there but it's just communicated mainly through notes that you find or brief conversations so i feel like i'm i i don't know half the time i'm like feel like i'm missing something but um but yeah i'm i'm enjoying it i mean it's i think if you like the first one you probably want to check it out so it's on switch uh playstation and pc i think i don't think it's on xbox yet i, th I think epic game store actually. oh yeah epic oh, game yeah. store that's right so that's awesome man i love that first game so so good yeah yeah we were um we were actually next to tom hat when uh he was releasing that at playstation experience he, he was like super nervous because this game was like about to come out and we're like, dude, this game's amazing. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, that's that's cool. I, I think he's, uh, I mean, seems like, you know, I, I wouldn't say that it's like 
you know this amazing evolution of the first game or anything like it kind of does feel like it's it's more of the same but like he clearly knew that like let's vary it up like let's do something different and give it a different feel and i think he's but it's successful in that so yeah so that's that's about it for me but uh yeah we should wrap this up i think frank's gonna be very angry that we went so long so uh (laughs) you not like he doesn't like a long show Oh no, he he tries to keep it, you know, definitely under an hour. He would love a tight thirty minutes if we could. We never can, <laughs> but you know, uh, just cut out a bunch of my rocket rumble nonsense. I <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, we got to keep it up. There. But seriously, though, thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. Uh, anytime. Yeah, no, I love it. So, where can people find you and Pixel Knots online and check out the game and all that stuff? I'm in my basement right now, but don't come here. Uh, <laughs> there's lots of spiders. I like it. Um, but uh, yeah, you can find uh, Rocket Rumble on uh, Steam right now. Hopefully, some new places in the next year. Um, and if you like to follow us, you can um, follow us on Twitter. That's our main social media, Pixel Knots Games. Um, you could look us up on Twitch if you, that's your jam at uh, Pixelmots, and um, we're on uh, basically all the other things. Don't look at my TikTok; it's not very good right now, but um, you can if you like to. Um, but yeah, find us wherever you like. Um, but yeah, if you want to check out the game Rocket Rumble, um, you can uh, check out us on Steam. And if you like Discord, if you don't have enough servers, we do have a pretty sweet community server so far. Um, so if you want to chat with us or hang out with some devs, or if you are playing the game and you want to like find people to play with because there isn't like a ton of people playing yet um it's a good place to do it and just be like hey anybody playing you know kind of stuff but uh, that's available in the game and on our social medias and stuff too so cool thanks for having me guys it's always, cool. always awesome yeah chatting. thanks for coming chatting to human beings that are not uh my immediate family that i see all the time so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hear you <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, do we know if Frank's back next week, or I don't, I don't, I don't actually know. Think he is. Okay, we'll have to find out. He's but living uh, in the woods now, right? Yeah, he might never come back. I don't know. It's just a, a bushman. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, you can find us on YouTube slash. I don't know. Did <laughs> get it wrong now? Oh, is this like a host thing? The host can't remember the YouTube the slash Game Junk, or is there something in between there? Well, you should probably put .com in there. YouTube.com slash Game Junk. <laughs> uh, Game Junk Podcast on Twitter. Game Junk on Facebook. Uh, Andrew is My Angry, My Angry Commute and Equilibrium Sis on Twitter. I am Film Junk. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.